Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al Muslim, the book of odes, Qasama, Muharibin, Qasas, retaliation, and Diyat, blood money. Footnotes, Muharibin. These are aggressors who transgress against society or the legitimate state. As mentioned in the verse, the recompense of those who wage war against Allah and His Messenger and do mischief in the land is only that they shall be killed or crucified or their hands and their feet be cut off from opposite sides or be exiled from the land. That is their disgrace in this world and a great torment is theirs in the hereafter. Surah Al-Ma'idah, Chapter 5, Verse 33 Chapter on Osama, Odes It was narrated from Sahel bin Abi Hathma. Yahya said, I think he said, and from Rafi' bin Khadij, that they said, Abdullah bin Sahel bin Zayd and Muhaythah bin Mas'ud bin Zayd went out, and when they were in Khaybar, they parted. Then Muhaythah found Abdullah bin Sahel slain, so he buried him. Then he came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, along with Huwaysah bin Mas'ud and Abdul Rahman bin Sahil, who was the youngest of the people. Abdul Rahman began to speak before his two companions, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Let the eldest speak. So he felt silent, and his two companions spoke, and he spoke with them. They told the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about the killing of Abdullah bin Sahil. And he said to them, Will you swear fifty times so that you may be entitled to blood money for your companion? They said, How can we swear when we did not witness what happened? He said, Then let the Jews swear fifty oaths that they are innocent. They said, How can we accept the oaths of a disbelieving people? When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw that, he paid the blood money himself. It was narrated from Sahel bin Mas'ud and Rafi' bin Khadij that Muhaysah bin Mas'ud and Abdullah bin Sahel went to Khaybar, where they parted among the palm trees. Abdullah bin Sahel was killed and they accused the Jews. His brother, Abdul Rahman, and his two cousins, Huwaysah and Muhaysah, came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abdul Rahman began to speak about his brother. But he was the youngest of them, so the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, let the eldest speak, or he, peace be upon him, said, Let the eldest speak first. So they spoke about their companion's case, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Let fifty of you swear against one of them, then he will be handed over to you. They said, It is something that we did not witness. How can we swear? He said, Then let the Jews swear fifty oaths that they are innocent. They said, O Messenger of Allah, they are a disbelieving people. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, paid the blood money himself. Sahil said, I entered a midbad, camel pen, of theirs one day, and a she-camel among those camels that were given as blood money kicked me. A similar report, as number 4343, was narrated from Sahil bin Abi Hathma from the Prophet, peace be upon him. And in his hadith, he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, paid the blood money himself. But he did not say in his hadith, A she-camel kicked me. 
A hadith similar to theirs, number 4343, was narrated from Sahel bin Abi Hathma. It was narrated from Bushair bin Yasar that Abdullah bin Sahel bin Zaid and Muhaythah bin Mas'ud bin Zaid, two Ansari men from the tribe of Banu Harithah, went out to Khaybar during the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. At that time, there was a peace treaty, and its people were Jews. They parted to go about their business, and Abdullah bin Sahal was killed. He was found slain in a water tank. His companion buried him, then he came to Al-Madinah, the brother of the slain man, Abdul Rahman bin Sahal, along with Muhaysah and Huwaythah, went and told the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about Abdullah and where he was killed. Bushayr, who narrated this hadith from one of the companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, whom he met, said that he, peace be upon him, said to them, Will you swear fifty oaths so that you will be entitled to the blood money? They said, O Messenger of Allah, we did not witness anything, and we were not present. And he said that he, peace be upon him, said, Will you let the Jews swear fifty times that they are innocent? They said, O Messenger of Allah, how can we accept the oaths of a disbelieving people? Bushair said that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, paid the blood money himself. It was narrated from Bushair bin Yasar that an Ansari man from Banu Haritha, who was called Abdullah bin Sahil bin Zaid, went with a cousin of his, who was called Muhaythah bin Mas'ud bin Zaid, and he quoted a hadith like that of Al-Layth, up to the words, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, paid the blood money himself. Yahya said, Bushair bin Yasar told me, Sahil bin Abi Hathma told me, one of those camels that were given as blood money kicked me in the mirbad, camel pen. It was narrated from Sahil bin Abi Hathma al-Ansari that some of them went to Khaybar where they parted, and they found one of their numbers slain. He quoted the hadith, a hadith similar to number 4346, in which he said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not want his blood to have been shed in vain. So he paid 100 camels from the zakah as blood money. It was narrated from Sahal bin Abi Hathmah that some of the elders of his people told him that Abdullah bin Sahal and Muhaysah went out to Khaybar because of some problem. Then Muhaysah came and said that Abdullah bin Sahal had been killed and thrown into a shallow well or ditch. He went to the Jews and said, you killed him by Allah. They said, by Allah, we did not kill him. Then he went to his people and told them about that. Then he came with his brother Huwaysah, who was older than him, and Abdul Rahman bin Sahil. Muhaysah began to speak, as he was the one who had been in Khaybar. But the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Muhaysah, Let the oldest speak. So Huwaysah spoke. Then Muhaysah spoke. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, they should pay the diyah for your companion, or else expect war. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, wrote to them about that, and they wrote back saying, By Allah, we did not kill him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Huwaysah, Muhaysah, and Abdul Rahman, Will you swear so that you will be entitled to diyah for the blood of your companion? They said, No. He said, Then should the Jews swear for you? They said, They are not Muslims. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, paid the blood money for him and sent 100 camels to them. Sahil said, A red she-camel among them kicked me.
Abu Salamah bin Abdul Rahman and Sulaiman bin Yasar, the freed slave of Maimunah, the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him, narrated from an Ansari man among the companions of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him confirmed Qasamah as it had been during the Jahiliyyah. Ibn Shihab narrated a similar report as number 4350 with this chain and he added, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed a judgment among some of the Ansar concerning a slain man whom they claimed had been killed by the Jews. It was narrated from Ibn Shihab that Abu Salamah bin Abdul Rahman and Sulaiman bin Yasar told him from some of the Ansar from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith like that of Ibn Juraj, number 4351. Chapter on The Ruling on Muharibin and apostates. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that some people from Urayna came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in Al-Madinah, but they found that the climate did not suit them, and they felt sick. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to them, If you wish, you may go out to the camels from Sadaqah and drink their milk and urine. So they did that and got better. Then they went to the herdsmen and killed them, and apostatized from Islam and drove off the camels of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. News of that reached the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he sent men after them. They were brought, and he had their hands and feet cut off, and their eyes poked out, and he left them in Al-Harrah until they died. It was narrated from Abu Qilabah. Anas told me that eight men from Ukul came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and they swore allegiance as Muslims, but they found that the land, that is, the climate, did not suit them and they felt sick. They complained about that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, Why don't you go out with our herdsmen to the camels and get some of their milk and urine? They said, Yes. So they went out and drank some of their milk and urine, and they got better. Then they killed the herdsmen and drove away the camels. News of that reached the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he sent men after them. They were caught and brought and he ordered that their hands and feet be cut off and their eyes be branded. Then they were left in the sun until they died. Anas bin Malik narrated, Some people from Ukul or Urayna came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. But Al-Madinah did not suit them, and they felt sick. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told them to go to some milch camels and drink their milk and urine. A hadith like that of Hajjaj bin Abi Uthman, Number 4354. He said, Their eyes were branded and they were left in Al-Harrah, asking for water, but they were not given any water. It was narrated that Abu Qilabah said, I was sitting behind Umar bin Abdul Aziz, and he said to the people, What do you say about Qasamah? Anbasah said, Anas bin Malik told us such and such. I said, Anas told me that some people came to the Prophet, peace be upon him and he quoted a hadith like that of Ayyub and Hajjaj, number 4354 and 4355. Abu Qilabah said, When I had finished, Anbasah said, Subhanallah. Abu Qilabah said, I said, Are you suspecting me of lying, O Anbasah? He said, No, this is what Anas bin Malik told us. You will still be fine, O people of Asham. So long as this man, or one like him, is among you. It was narrated from Abu Qilabah that Anas bin Malik said, 
eight men from Urkul came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, a hadith like theirs, that is, Ayyub and Hajjaj, number 4354, 4355, and he added, and he did not cauterize them. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, Some people from Urayna came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and they become Muslim and swore allegiance to him. Then Al-Madinah was stricken with Al-Mum, and it is pleurisy. And he mentioned a hadith like theirs, number 4354, 4355, and added, There were twenty young men of the Ansar with him, so he sent them to them, and he sent with them a tracker to follow their tracks. It was narrated from Anas, and in the hadith of Hammam, a sub-narrator, it says, some people from Urayna came to the Prophet, peace be upon him. In the hadith of Sa'id, it says, from Urkul and Urayna, a similar hadith as number 4358. It was narrated that Anas said, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had the eyes of those people poked out because they had poked out the eyes of the herdsmen. Chapter on Confirmation of Qisas in the case of killing with a rock and other sharp or heavy objects, and the killing of a man for a woman. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that a Jew killed a girl for her silver ornaments, and he killed her with a rock. She was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, when there was still some life in her, and he said to her, Did so and so kill you? She gestured with her head, saying no. He asked her again, and she gestured with her head, saying no. Then he asked her for a third time, and she said, Yes, gesturing with her head. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had him killed between two rocks. A similar report, as hadith number 4361, was narrated from Shu'bah with this chain. In the hadith of Idris, a sub-narrator, it says that his head was crushed between two rocks. It was narrated from Anas that a Jewish man killed an Ansari girl for her jewelry. Then he threw her into a well and crushed her head with rocks. He was caught and brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who ordered that he be stoned to death. So he was stoned to death. A similar report, as hadith number 4361, was narrated from Ayyub with this chain. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that a girl was found with her head crushed between two rocks. They asked her, Who did this to you? Was it so and so? Was it so and so? Until they mentioned that Jew, and she nodded her head. The Jew was caught and he admitted it. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered that his head be struck with rocks. Struck. Chapter on if a person attacks another person's life and limb, and the other person defends himself and kills him or injures him, there is no penalty on him. It was narrated that Imran bin Hussein said, Bi'ala bin Munya or Ibn Umayyah fought a man. One of them bit the other and he tried to pull his hand away from his mouth, and his incisor fell out. Ibn al-Muthanna said that two incisors fell out. They referred their dispute to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, Would one of you bite as a male camel bites? There is no dia for him. A similar report, as number 4366, was narrated from Ya'la, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. 
It was narrated from Imran bin Hussein that a man bit the arm of another man who pulled it away and his incisor fell out. The matter was referred to the Prophet peace be upon him who dismissed the claim and said, Did you want to eat his flesh? It was narrated from Safwan bin Ya'la that a servant of Ya'la bin Muniyah bit another man on the arm and he pulled it away and his incisor fell out. The matter was referred to the Prophet peace be upon him who dismissed the claim and said, Did you want to bite him as a male camel bites? It was narrated from Imran bin Hussein that a man bit the hand of another man who pulled his hand away and one or more of his incisors fell out. He referred the matter to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What do you want me to do? Do you want me to order him to put his hand in your mouth so that you can bite it like a male camel? Give him your hand so that he can bite it, then you can pull it away. It was narrated from Safwan bin Ya'la bin Munyah that his father said, A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him. He had bitten a man's hand who had pulled his hand away and his incisors had fallen out. He said, The Prophet peace be upon him dismissed the claim and said, Did you want to bite him as a camel bites? Safwan bin Ya'la bin Umayyah narrated that his father said, I went out with the Prophet peace be upon him on the campaign to Tabuk. He said, Ya'la used to say, That campaign was the best of my deeds, in my view. Ata said, Safwan said, Ya'la said, I had a servant who fought with another man and one of them bit the hand of the other. Safwan said, He told me which of them bit the other. The one who was bit pulled his hand away from the one who bit him and pulled out one of his incisors. They came to the Prophet peace be upon him who dismissed his claim for his tooth. Ibn Juraj narrated a similar report as number 4372 with this chain. Chapter on The Validity of Qisas for Teeth and the Like It was narrated from Anas that the sister of Ar-Rubay'i Umm Haritha injured a person. They referred the dispute to the Prophet peace be upon him and the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Qisas, Qisas. Umm Ar-Rubay'i said, O Messenger of Allah, will Qisas be taken from so and so? By Allah, no Qisas will be taken from her. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Subhanallah, O Umm al-Rabi' Qisas is a command in the book of Allah. She said, No, by Allah, no Qisas will ever be taken from her. She kept saying it until they accepted the diyah. The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, among the slaves of Allah are those who, if they swear by Allah that something will happen or not happen, then their oaths will be fulfilled. Chapter on When it is permissible to shed the blood of a Muslim It was narrated that Abdullah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It is not permissible to shed the blood of a Muslim who testifies that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah and that I am the Messenger of Allah, except in one of three cases, a married or previously married adulterer, a life for a life, or one who forsakes his religion, leaving the jama'ah, the congregation of Muslims. A similar report, 
as hadith number 4375 was narrated from Al-A'mash with this chain. It was narrated that Abdullah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up among us and said, By the one besides whom none has the right to be worshipped, it is not permissible to shed the blood of a Muslim man who testifies that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah and that I am the Messenger of Allah, except in three cases. One who leaves Islam abandoning the Jama'ah, the congregation of Muslims, a married or previously married adulterer, and a life for a life. Al-A'mash said, I narrated it to Ibrahim, and he narrated a similar report from Al-Aswad from Aisha. A hadith like that of Sufyan, number 4377, was narrated from Al-A'mash with both chains, but he did not mention in his hadith the words, by the one besides whom none has the right to be worshipped. Chapter on The Sin of the One Who Set the Precedent of Killing It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No soul is killed unlawfully, but there is a share of the sin on the first son of Adam, because he was the first one to set the precedent of killing. It was narrated from Al-A'mash with this chain, a hadith similar as number 4379, in the hadith of Jarir and Isa bin Yunus, sub-narrators, because he killed, and it does not say the first one. Chapter on The Punishment for Bloodshed in the Hereafter and bloodshed will be the first thing concerning which judgment is passed among the people on the day of resurrection. It was narrated that Abdullah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the first thing concerning which judgment will be passed among the people on the day of resurrection will be bloodshed. A similar report, as number 4381, was narrated from Abdullah from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on Emphasis on the Sanctity of Blood, Honor, and Wealth It was narrated from Abu Bakrah that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Time has returned to its original order, as it was on the day when Allah created the heavens and the earth. The year is twelve months, of which four are sacred, three consecutive months, Dhul Qa'dah, Dhul Hijjah, and Muharram, and Rajab, the month of Mudar which comes between Jumada and Sha'ban. Then he said, What month is this? We said, Allah and his messenger know best. He remained silent until we thought that he was going to call it by another name. He said, Is it not Dhul Hijjah? We said, Yes indeed. He said, What land is this? We said, Allah and his messenger know best. He remained silent until we thought that he was going to call it by another name. He said, Is it not Al-Baldah, the city of Mecca? We said, Yes, indeed. He said, What day is this? We said, Allah and his messenger know best. He remained silent until we thought that he was going to call it by another name. He said, Is it not the day of sacrifice? We said, Yes, indeed, O messenger of Allah. He said, Your blood and your wealth. Muhammad, a narrator, said, and I think he said, Your honor are sacred to you, as sacred as this day of yours in this land of yours, in this month of yours. You will meet your Lord and he will ask you about your deeds. So do not turn back misguided after I am gone, 
striking one another's necks. Let those who are present convey it to those who are absent. Perhaps some of those to whom it is conveyed will understand it better than some of those who hear it. Then he said, Have I not conveyed the message? Ibn Habib said in his report, and Rajab of Mudar, Abi Bakr, a narrator, said, Do not turn back after me. It was narrated from Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakrah that his father said, On that day, he, peace be upon him, sat on his camel and someone took hold of its nose ring, and he said, Do you know what day this is? They said, Allah and his messenger know best. Until we thought that he was going to call it by another name, he said, Is it not the day of sacrifice? We said, Yes indeed, O Messenger of Allah. He said, What month is this? We said, Allah and His Messenger know best. He said, Is it not Dhul Hijjah? We said, Yes indeed, O Messenger of Allah. He said, What land is this? We said, Allah and His Messenger know best. Until we thought that He was going to call it by another name. He said, Is it not Al Balda? the city of Mecca, we said, Yes indeed, O Messenger of Allah, he said, Your blood, your wealth, and your honor are sacred to you, as sacred as this day of yours, in this month of yours, in this land of yours. Let those who are present convey it to those who are absent. Then he turned towards two speckled black and white rams and sacrificed them, and to a flock of sheep which he distributed amongst us. Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakrah narrated that his father said, When that day came, the Prophet peace be upon him sat on a camel, and a man was holding on its rope or reins. And he mentioned a hadith like that of Yazid bin Zurayya, number 4384. It was narrated that Abi Bakrah said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him addressed us on the day of sacrifice and said, What day is this? They quoted a hadith like that of Ibn Aoun, number 4385, except that he did not mention, Your Honor, and he did not mention, then he turned towards two speckled black and white rams, etc. And in his hadith he said, As sacred as this day of yours, in this month of yours, in this land of yours, until the day you meet your Lord, have I not conveyed the message? They said, Yes. He said, O Allah, bear witness. Chapter on A confession to murder is valid, and the heir of the victim is entitled to qisas, but it is recommended to ask him to let him go. It was narrated that Al-Qamah bin Wa'il narrated that his father told him, I was sitting with the Prophet peace be upon him, when a man came leading another on a rope. He said, O Messenger of Allah, this man killed my brother. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Did you kill him? He said, If he does not admit, I will establish proof against him. He said, Yes, I killed him. He said, How did you kill him? He said, He and I were striking leaves from a tree, and he insulted me, so I got angry, and struck him with the axe on the side of his head, and killed him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Do you have anything with which to pay the diyah for yourself? He said, I have no property except my cloak and my axe. He said, Perhaps your people will pay your ransom. He said, I am too insignificant among my people for that. He threw the rope to him and said, Take your companion away. The man took him away, 
And when he turned away, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If he kills him, he will be like him. He came back and said, O Messenger of Allah, I have heard that what you said, if he kills him, he will be like him. But I took him at your command. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Don't you want him to carry your sin and the sin of your companion? He said, O Prophet of Allah, yes. He said, If so, then let it be. And he threw the rope down and let him go. It was narrated from Al-Qamah bin Wa'il that his father said, A man who had killed another man was brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, by the heir of the one who had been killed. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave the heir the right to retaliate. He took him away with a rope around his neck, by which he was leading him. When he left, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The killer and the slain are both in hell. A man went to that man and told him what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had said. So he let him go. Ismail bin Salim said, I mentioned that to Habib bin Abi Thabit. And he said, Ibn Ashwa told me that the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him to let him go, and he refused. Chapter on The Diyah for Ephetis and the Diyah for Accidental Killing and the Ambiguous Killing must be paid by the Aqilah of the Killer. Footnote Aqilah means the relatives who must pay the Aqil or Diyah, blood money, meaning the male relatives on the father's side. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that there were two women from Hudayl, one of whom threw a stone at the other and caused her to miscarry. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered that a slave, male or female, be given as diyah. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ruled that a slave, male or female, be given as diyah for the fetus of a woman, from Banu Lahyan, who was miscarried and born dead. Then the woman who was ordered to give the slave had died, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ruled that her estate be given to her sons and husband, and that the diyah be paid by her asaba. Footnote Asaba means the male relatives on the father's side. Abu Hurairah said, Two women from Hudayl fought, and one of them threw a rock at the other, and killed her and the child in her womb. They referred the matter to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ruled that the diyah for her fetus was a slave, male or female, and he ruled that the diyah for the woman be paid by her, the killers, aqilah, and that her children and those who were with her would inherit her estate. Hamal bin al-Nabigha al-Hudhali said, O Messenger of Allah, how can a penalty be paid for one who did not drink or eat? or speak, or make any sound. He said so, rhyming the words in a poetic way. Such a one should be overlooked. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, This man is one of the brothers of the soothsayers, because of the rhymed speech with which he spoke. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, Two women fought, and he quoted the hadith as number 4390, but he did not mention, her children and those who were with her would inherit her estate. And he said, Someone said, Why would we pay the diyah? But he did not mention Hamal bin Malik by name. It was narrated that Al-Mughirah bin Shu'bah said, 
A woman struck pregnant co-wife with a tent pole, killing her. One of the women was from the tribe of Lihian. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ruled that the dhiyah for the one who had been killed was to be paid by the asabah of the killer, and a slave, male or female, should be given as dhiyah for the fetus in her womb. A man from the asabah of the killer said, Should we pay the dhiyah for one who did not eat or drink or make any sound? Such a one should be overlooked. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Is this rhymed speech like that of the Bedouin? He said, And he, peace be upon him, imposed the diyah on them. It was narrated that Al-Mughirah bin Shu'bah said, A woman killed her co-wife with a tent pole. Her case was brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he ruled that her aqilah should pay the diyah. She was pregnant, so he also ruled that a slave be given as diyah for the fetus. One of her asaba said, Should we pay dia for one who did not eat, or drink, or cry, or make any sound? Such a one should be overlooked. He said, Is this rhymed speech like that of the Bedouin? A hadith like that of Jarir and Mufaddal, number 4393, 4394, was narrated from Mansur with this chain. This hadith was narrated from Mansur with their chain, except that it says, She miscarried, and the matter was referred to the Prophet peace be upon him, who ruled that a slave be given as diyah, and he imposed that on the relatives of the woman, but in this hadith, it does not mention the diyah for the woman. It was narrated that Al-Miswar bin Makhramah said, Umar bin al-Khattab consulted the people about diyah for a woman's miscarriage. Al-Mughirah bin Shu'bah said, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, ruling that a slave, male or female, should be given. Umar said, Bring me someone who can testify with you. He, the narrator, said, Muhammad bin Maslamah testified with him.